You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Pharrell on the bench in the biggest way possible. Hanging out the bad seat, broken day, the bad apple with a bad attitude. Hanging around a bunch of bad others, bad taste, bad luck, bad dude, bad breath, bad attention, bad vibes. So I'm watching Nicolas Cage movies and chilling during the Pharrell-demic. And I watched this movie that he made, Running with the Devil. Lawrence Fishburne was in it. He basically played this nerdy chef who is a drug dealer. He's a cocaine kingpin. And he does this massive drug deal from Bogota all the way into Canada. And basically in this movie, he ends up using Fishburne as one of his links, one of his guys that helps him do the deals and helps him transport and smuggle and do all this stuff to get the coke from Bogota, Colombia, all the way to Canada. And it just has all these stops along the way where different people are mules for him. And then it's basically a thing where you see if they've cut the blow, if they've stolen any blow, if they've done any of the blow. So when they get it to each station along the way from Bogota all the way up there, it is like several stops along the way. And you see if anything's happened to the product and stuff did happen to the product. Bottom line is, is that people were using it and they saw from the beginning how they got this blow, how they made the blow in the forests of Bogota, how they produced it, how they cut it into kilos, how they shipped it. And it went from originally four grand a key when it started the journey to when it ended the journey in Canada being worth 34 grand a key and all the corruption that goes with it. But the bottom line was somewhere along the way, people were, and it was basically Fishburne, he was cutting it with fentanyl and people were ODing and dying. And then throughout the movie, the feds were chasing him. The entire movie, this chick, she's a federal agent. She's after Nicolas Cage and Fishburne and this other guy. So basically everyone in this movie along the way in some capacity or another is corrupt and evil and unholy and basically dies. And then in the end, your boy Nick Cage makes it all the way back to his job. He's a quasi chef. That's what he does. He is a chef and he has a gig and he has a wife and all the rest. But she has no clue what he does on the side. And he gets back to his job eventually after they catch Fishburne basically trying to screw him over and kill him. And he shoves him off a cliff 
in Canada into a river 2,000 feet down. He lands in this river and Fishburne steals all the blow, goes to the cartel, gives him their blow and thinks he's going to be set up at a cartel forever because he came through with the blow and he didn't steal it. He didn't do anything to it. He brought him what they wanted, their product. And then when he got there, surprise, surprise, he gets kidnapped and tortured and taken to some warehouse. And eventually when they take the bag off of his head to kill him, guess who's standing there? Nick Cage is standing there alive and well and breathing with a bunch of broken bones. He's on crutches and everything else. Somehow he survived the fall in the wilderness. And the whole time we thought he was dead, he was alive. Now, I never thought he was dead. I felt the whole time he was going to come back and be alive. And sure enough, he was. And then in the end, bottom line, I'm just going to save you a lot of time and money on this movie. The federal agent, in the end, she has chased him the entire movie and they drive her nuts and she's completely lost her mind over this whole deal chasing this guy around. So when she finally gets him in his restaurant, he's in his kitchen and he's like, what are you going to do, arrest me? She's like, no. And then she pumps him with 12 rounds in his chest. And that's how it ends. And I'm like, that was kick-ass. I thought the movie was pretty kick-ass for just a crappy movie to watch. And then I'm like, you know what? Well, I watched that one and kind of enjoyed it. And he's made so many movies and so many bad movies and some decent movies. I figured, you know, why not watch another one of his movies? So I stumbled onto another one of his flicks. And it's called A Score to Settle. So I'm watching this flick and it kind of starts out with this bizarre scene where this guy is getting tortured and they got him in a chair all tied up and they're in some warehouse somewhere and a bunch of guys are basically smacking baseballs at him from 25 feet away with a baseball, hardball, and a bat. And they're all sitting around enjoying watching this guy suffer through each one of these line drive shots that could kill him. Not bad. We gotta twist your hips like this. <laughs> you got a little Saturday Night Fever going there, Frankie. Blacking the platform heels there too. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> so this hip explodes forward and the back foot swivels. That's where your power comes from. Yeah, yeah, I see. Let me try that again. Let me show you. Bottom hand is your direction hand. Got it. Max, please. I swear, if I knew anything, I hey, tell you. Shut up! Fuck! I'm trying to concentrate, Jimmy. Max, Max, I swear, Max, I swear my mother's life! Oh, we just sold me. Okay, all right. Shut up! Please, I'll tell you anything. Just say it!
smacking balls at this guy. And then finally, one of the line drives leaves the warehouse, goes under the wall. This place, they got him sitting in this chair and it rolls outside and the guy goes to get it with his buddy. You go that way. I'll check over here. 20 bucks to whoever finds it first. It. Looks like you owe me some money. <laughs> Listen, I'm gonna stay out here and have a smoke. Try not to go deaf. I hear that. Do your thing, man. All right. So the guy's bringing the baseball back in, and they're in there with the guy tied up. Beats the guy in the chair with a baseball bat literally 50 times in his skull and kills him. And he's just covered in blood. And the guy goes in and stops him from crushing him any further. He stops him. He's got blood all over him. He's holding the bat. He's absolutely crazy. He's lost his mind. He's a murderer. He's just blowing this guy up with shots to his skull with a baseball bat. Next thing you know, you see in prison, none other than Nick Cage chilling the most. And sitting in his jail cell. So you don't really have a clue what's going on. You've seen this guy beaten to death with a baseball bat. Then you see Cage in prison. And there's definitely something wrong with him. Because he ends up in the nurse's office. I'm prescribing GHB to help manage your insomnia. But it is a controlled substance. So. I won't need it. I'm fine. Prolonged insomnia will lead to confusion, delirium, hallucinations, and ultimately dementia and death. So it's critical you at least try to sleep. You're not going to fail that, are you? I don't think you're taking to heart the seriousness of this disease. It's the reason you're being released from prison early. Just take these until you see the specialist. If you don't sleep, you will die. Do you hear what I'm saying to you? Yes. Give this to your PO so he knows the medication's clear. Take care, Frank. Thanks, Doc. There you go. So he's got a prescription of death, and apparently he never sleeps, and she gives him GHB, which a lot of people use to hit home runs. Now he's, like, peeling off pictures in his jail cell. He's about to get out of jail. I still haven't figured out why he's in jail. I know he's not the old man that bashed the guy's head in. Maybe he was the young kid. I don't even know. The kid that was teaching the guy how to hit the ball. Because he was like, you got to swing your hips. So eventually he gets out of prison and they let him out. And he's in Bend, Oregon at this Grand Bend prison. And they let him out and he has no one there to get him. He's literally in nighttime. They open up the gates and he walks out and he's free. And he's got no choice but to just start walking up the street. And it's out in the middle of nowhere. It's in the woods, this prison. And then all of a sudden he stumbles upon, I think it's his son. And his son hasn't seen him in 20 years. 
So eventually, the day starts fresh, and here they are getting some coffee. Sure, I can't get you something to eat. Compliments of the Grand Bend Correctional Facility payroll. No, I'm good. You sure? I mean, look how skinny you are. You look like you haven't had a decent meal in months. Is that supposed to mean? Nothing. I just, I mean, it's on me. That's all. You know, a dad likes to buy stuff for his kid. I didn't mean anything else. The coffee tastes the same, but the air sure smells different. And it's nice just to have a normal pair of clothes on, you know? Even those? I guess they are kind of out of date. I mean, because that's what you were wearing when they hauled you away. Oh, ouch. Take US 20 towards Salem. I'll give you directions from there. What do you want to go out there for? I just want to look at the old house. Been a long time since I've seen it. Fine. Whatever you want. There you go. He wants to go see where he used to live. And I know what happens. He ends up going there because he needs to get something there that he left all those years ago, which is crucial to the story. Now we're getting somewhere. It's very important. Is there now? Family. I just want to take a look around. I'm only going to be a second. I just want to see if something I left is still there. So he sneaks up to the house, and there's people living in his house, obviously. There's a chick there with a baby. He sneaks by her, finds his way deep into the backyard, into the woods. First, he grabs a shovel, of course. You know he's going to be digging for something that he hit. So he finds this old Ford he used to have back there, and it's all abandoned and says keep out, and looks like nobody's been in there in 15 years or more. He's reminiscing. God, there's so many memories. He's hearing voices in his head. The most important thing that he does is he's there to get something. So it doesn't matter how many memories he has and all of his kids' toys are in there and trucks and race cars and everything else and a little bank that he remembered having. He pops that open and inside he finds some important memorabilia that was his son's when he was a little boy. A baseball card, and then he finally starts digging. Can you imagine if you found this guy in your backyard doing this? He finds a case. What's in the case? Boom. Tons of money. And look, the baseball bat covered in blood. The baseball bat that was used to crush the dude's skull in in the opening scene. Now I'm getting somewhere. What the hell took you so long? <laughs> what happened to you? Nothing. Look what I found. Oh, shit. Unbelievable, right? It's like my prized possession. Not that I would have known the way you wouldn't let anyone else touch it, only held it yourself with gloves on. <laughs> yeah, or like tweezers. Can't believe you found it. It's still in amazing condition. It is. Probably worth a lot. Yeah. 
wonder what I could sell it for. It's got to be a collector's item, right? Please, don't sell it. If you don't want it, I'd like to keep it if you don't mind. I'll give you money for it if you want. Okay. All over a baseball card. He thinks it's worth a ton of money from the Portland Gladiators, one of your favorite teams. Getting all involved here with Nick Cage and his son, and he's got a bag filled with, I mean, tons of cash. I mean, literally, there's just stacks and stacks and wads of cash. So now you wonder what they're going to do. Well, obviously, he's got a ton of money, so it's very important. So where are you now? Well, you and I are going to live it up. So now there's a love song between a father and a son. And he's reminiscing and looking at his son. I see the blood of my two best friends. And he loves him so. Feel the heart of my two best men. And he loves him so. Pull up to a luxury hotel called the Chateau Calclaire That's gonna cost a thousand dollars a night at least to stay there Meeting my parole officer (laughs) We're checking in Compliments of the prison payroll? After a three hundred dollar cab robot, I don't think so I got it covered Keep the change You're using their money, aren't you? After everything they did to you? After everything they did to us. Hell yes. After everything they did to us. After everything they did to us, I'm going to use every last dollar. That's the least they owe us. Okay. Well, knock yourself out. I don't want any part of it. Joey, no, Joey, don't go. Please, look, I, I, I want to show you something. Look at this. Your mother brought me here as a surprise for a second anniversary, and I was pissed because we didn't have a dime between us. But she said, none of that mattered. We can work out anything as long as we're together. And I always wanted to bring her back here, but I I didn't get around to it, did I? But the only thing I thought about for every minute of every day since I got locked up was how much I wanted to bring you here. So please, please stay. You're all I got left. I love you. Fine. All right. God, they love each other still. (laughs) Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day. Here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood... 
we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Then your boy Frank and Joey check in to the presidential suite at the Chateau. Thanks, we'll take it from there. Hey, hey. Nice. This is a step up from my previous accommodations, right? Joey, six shower heads. The room is gigantic. Spa. We're well stocked. Want a drink? No, I'm good. Oh. Oh, my God. Oh, you have no idea how hard prison mattresses are. I don't even think they're stuffed with cotton or whatever. Just rocks. Come on. Lie down. You got to feel this. Okay. Come on. <laughs> Joey. Joey's not playing along too well. Well, I'm going to take a shower and then let's grab some dinner. What do you think? Does that sound good? Joey? Your boy Frank's living large now. Getting all spruced up. Uh oh, he's having flashbacks. Looks like he picked up a suit at the chateau down in the shop. Stashing all his money in the safe in the presidential suite. And there's just a lot going on here. His son's not cooperating. He looks fantastic, though, in his suit. After a shower, he's good to go. It's a score to settle. It's starting to get interesting. So they have a gigantic fancy dinner in a restaurant. And Frank's checking out some hot chick, but he's not going to get any. So eventually they go up to the suite to go to bed, but... Frank wants to spend a few quality minutes with Joey and talk about all the years he's lost and show him a gift he got him. Hey, um, can I show you something? I hope you like it. Solid maple. Pulls out a bat. You made them? Yeah, and I actually had orders come in from all over the country at one time. I ended up coaching inside. And it reminded me of when you used to play Little League and I'd help out every now and again. I wish I'd made more time for it back then. I hated playing it. No, you didn't. You loved it. You were good at it, too. Could have made it to the big leagues. Then Frank starts having flashbacks when Joey was a little boy bouncing on the bed. 
losing his mind. <laughs> That's not how I remember it. Yeah, you could have if you'd stuck with it. Do you make this one too? No. That's birch. Not nearly as good as maple. I know I was never any good at the whole father thing. I don't. No, it's true. I stank as a dad. But I'm going to make it up to you for being gone when you really needed me. Yeah. Like my entire life. Oh, God. You were never there for me. Are you planning on getting revenge? What? No. Really? I'm done with those people. I'm done with all of it. I'm just making sure I get you and me right this time. You're stuck with me, whether you like it or not. And I'm never leaving you again. I'm not sure Joey believes him, to be honest with you. He's giving him the look like, yeah, whatever, dude. You've said that before as you left me for my entire life. Thanks a lot. So Frank leaves the chateau late night with his bag full of bats. Where do you think you're going, Pops? I'm looking for Sleepy. I'm a friend. I think you're in the wrong place. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. That's a 226 clone. Yeah. You want to see it up close? Want to suck on it? You kids like them because you think they look cool. Truth is, it's one of the most unreliable firearms in the world. Sights are crude, weights all wrong, designs entirely impractical. And if you don't have just the right ammunition, it's guaranteed to jam up on you. Come on, kid. Take it easy. I'm just here to do some business with Sleepy. Sleepy's been dead for six years. Doesn't change what I'm bringing to the table. So you're in charge now? Why are you asking? Because I don't got a dick. The world's changed since your day, old man. So, you used to do business with Sleepy. How'd he die? Old bastard smoked all the time. Even burned me when I was a baby. Accidentally. Shit, you're Sleepy's kid? You're always running around here, getting into things. Fuck it. Let's get you a gun, yeah? Got some mad recoil, you know. I'll take it and a suppressor if you've got one. Frank's looking for a weapon. And a nine millimeter, something Italian. He's loading up. Isaiah. I guess everything comes full circle. Yeah. Do you mind if I give him something? It's like Frank's gonna give him one of his nice maple bats. This is myself. My son's too old to play with them. So maybe someday he'll play. So you getting back in the racket again? That's why you're back in town? Just dropping in on some old friends. Apparently, he does have a score to settle. So Frank goes to his boy Q's bar. Q was one of the guys that were at the scene the night the old man, Sleepy, scolded the guy with the bat that they had held hostage. 
And there was a bunch of dudes in the room when it happened, remember? So he's obviously trying to settle the score with all these people. But he went back to see his boy Q, who he didn't really have a problem with. And he stumbled into his bar and caught him uh, off guard, obviously. So, Raggy, why are you here? Well, I'm not good enough for you now. <laughs> smell like the joint. No. I'm going to have a drink with you. And, uh, hoping maybe you could tell me where I might find Jimmy the Dragon in tank. They're the ones that did it, right? I need you to answer me, Q. Max ordered it. Jimmy and Tank carried it out, yes? Yes. Yes, well then I would really appreciate it if you might tell me where I could find them. I'm out of that world. But nobody's ever really out. That's where you're wrong, see, because I haven't seen them in five, six years. Sure. Yeah. How about now? Oh, wait. Frank. Oh, the gun. Where? Okay, I don't know where they are. Gun to the head. I'm not lying to you, okay? Look, come on, man. We, we were brothers back in the day, right? Now Frank's having more flashbacks, and he realizes the Q really isn't his problem, and he looks like he's having some kind of a seizure or a migraine or some kind of a headache thing going on, and Q's checking him out. He's like, what's wrong with this dude? And he asks where the bathroom is, and he needs to go back to the bathroom, and he's having all kinds of dizzy spells and problems all of a sudden with his health. I'm concerned about Frank. So is Q. Q's like, why is this happening to me? Why is this guy coming back into my life in my bar? Now Q's got a gun out. Yeah. You know what I was just thinking about? That kid we ran the collection on. What was his name? Bobby Green Street or Green Bean back in 93? 92. All right. He had that sawed off in the kitty litter. He was, he was going to blow a big foul hole in your chest. And then you tackled me out of the way. And I sprayed you in my shoulder pretty good. But then Isha was born, what, two, three days later? Yeah, it wasn't the first time you saved my ass. And then you saved mine, just the next week. Look, Frank, I don't know where Jimmy and the tank are, okay? But maybe I can help you figure out how to find him. That's good enough for me. That's what Frank needs, a little help finding the other dude so he can whack them. Frank gets back to the chateau, remembers that the doc said if he doesn't sleep, he could die, he could get dementia, all kinds of delirium. So he takes his meds when he sneaks back into the presidential suite. He hasn't slept since he got out of prison, I might add. And it's a problem now. Uh-oh, he goes and finds Joey has left the suite. Joey's gone. Frank starts tripping. Hey, Joey. 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 Where's the sleeping? Where were you? I went down to get some coffee. I thought you were gone. Well, I'm, I'm still here, right? I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> Good. Plus, you promised to buy me shit. <laughs> I'm not gonna miss out on that. But besides from spending lots of money on me, what's the plan for today, huh? We're making up for lost time. 
That's what I'm talking about, Frank. Let's make up for lost time. So they go around and blow a ton of money, buys him everything, suits, clothes, watches, cell phones, even a super expensive Corvette, and they're just shredding tire and blowing around and driving fast and getting crazy and hitting a burger place, and they get back to the chateau, and a guy offers them basically an escort service because the guy could tell that the old man is hard up for some leg and his son finally starts admitting that he's got a girlfriend and it's serious no <laughs> expensive car expensive suit oh and what is this no wife with you girlfriend mistress what kind of stupid question is that no, no, i was just wondering if you're looking to get out and have some fun tonight sorry kid i'm just here to spend time with my son okay well if you or your son find yourselves in the need I run a premium service with premium ladies. So, my name's Trip. Give me a call. You should probably hang on to that. I mean, you can see how hard up you are from like a mile away. All right. You remember how you asked me if I had a girl? Well, I do. It's getting pretty serious. Oh my God. <laughs> Well, that's wonderful. I'm, I'm so happy for you. Thanks. Her name's Lorraine. Just like your mother. Yeah. It's a weird coincidence, huh? Maybe it's fate. Maybe. I'm I'm sorry I never visited you at prison. Oh, that's okay. No, no, I, I wanted to. I wouldn't have visited me either. Look, by way of explanation and not excuse, I was trying to give you a better life. I mean, it was obviously the stupidest plan in hindsight, but that is what I wanted, to get you out of the racket. And all I did was get you stuck right in the middle of it. Yeah, nice job, Frank. Meanwhile, your son's dating a chick with the same name as your wife, which is really creepy. So remember the hot chick that was having dinner? Frank's going to hit on her. Hi. Hello, uh, I'm, I'm Frank. Simone. I'm, 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 I'm very happy to meet you, Simone. <laughs> You're a real gentleman, aren't you? An endangered species. But not extinct. Not yet. Huh. Oh, look at Frank. Look at Frank with an immediate score. Wish it was that easy in real life. You're so good. You mean for an old man? For any man. Wow. Really? Frank didn't even get her a drink. It must be hot in this. No, no, I'm fine. Take it off. No, what are you gonna be modest now? Oh. You did time. Oh, she's figured it out. How much is a little bit? 19 years. I'd say that's more than a little bit, wouldn't you? I'm harmless, I promise. Really, I swear. Who cares at this point? He got tagged.
Little did I know she was just a hooker all along and he paid her a couple of fat stacks to sleep with her and then he wants to hang out with her some more so he's got to keep paying her. Go figure. Meanwhile, Frank's making love to her again in the Corvette in the front seat and the whole time he's doing her, he's seeing his wife so he's having more hallucinations. So Frank is falling in love with the hooker Simone whose real name turns out to be Jennifer and he wants to keep seeing her. Go figure. So Frank finally tracks down one of the monsters that he wants to kill. Then he might as well shoot me. Because I haven't a clue where Max has been hiding. Max is alive. Oh, ish. Fight. Fight. Just like the old days, baby. Where do you think you're going? guy gets away. Unbelievable. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down. And too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we gonna learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is gonna be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Frank couldn't finish the job, loser. I don't understand why you care all of a sudden. Now you want to teach me right from wrong? Like you're my father? Like you're some shining fucking example? You better walk away. What are you going to do? You're going to knock me out? Huh? No, why don't you reach into that big black bag here and do it right? How about that, Dad? I gotta go. 
You can lie to yourself all you want, but I'm done with it. You hear me? You walk out that door and I'm gone. That's it. You're never going to see me again. Things have gotten tense between Joey and his old man, Frank. So then Frank catches up with Tank, Jimmy the Dragon's buddy that was there as well that he needed to get even with. It's working kind of difficult. Never figured you the type for legitimate work. Gotta stay busy somehow, right? It's not like I got a family or anything, it's just me. Life never really turns out the way you plan it. No, it doesn't. Anyway, gotta do what you came here for, so you're not gonna run, put up a fight. I figure I outrun what I got coming to me way longer than I deserve. One thing first, if you don't mind. Do you know where I can find Max? I don't. Last time I saw him was before he had his stroke. So, you don't know anything about him faking his death? Actually, I did hear something. I heard a few guys talking about that, but I wasn't sure if it wasn't just talk. I wish I could help you. I mean, I know I owe you. You know, you know what? I, I don't know, I'm not sure, but maybe I did hear something about his kid dumping him in an old folk home a while back. Thank you. That's the end of that problem. He put one right between his eyes. Tank's now dead on the floor of his butcher shop. He finally whacks somebody. Then Frank finds Joey ODing in a junkie house. He went and tapped his vein and shot heroin and he was dying. And then Frank gave him CPR and saved his life and he came back from the dead. It was a miracle. So it looks like Joey's not so clean anymore. So now he's got Joey back in the suite in the hot tub. It's not what you're thinking. It's okay. I know it looks bad, but I got it all under control. You don't have to worry about me. That's all I do. I'm sorry, Daddy. I screwed up. It's all my fault. Don't do that to yourself. It's not your fault. It was never your fault. It was me. It was my fault. Five, six years tops. 
And even though you just lost your mother, I stupidly, stupidly thought that $450,000 would make up for that. Six years without dad. Idiot. And then they tell me, well, we're going to take care of Joey. We're going to look out for Joey. Six years, he's all set. Six years, and Joey's a rich man. Well, six years turned into life. And of course, he did 19 years and got screwed over. So how funny is it that an hour or so into the movie, I find out that Frank's name is Carver. Just like Carver High. Unbelievable development. I find out when Frank and Joey go to see Lorraine's tombstone in the cemetery. So it turns out the entire movie... Frank's been imagining that Joey's with him, his son, because Joey's dead too. His tombstone's right next to Lorraine's. He died six years later. And, of course, they let him turn into a junkie, and that's how he ended up dead. So the entire movie, Frank thinks he's alive, but he's seeing things. He's having hallucinations because of his insomnia disease. And I'm starting to gather information as we go, and it's turning into basically that this is the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) Frank's losing it. Max promised me they'd look out for you. He he promised me. Dad, you knew what kind of people they were. But, But I gave my life to them. I gave them everything. Look, look what they did to you. Remember what they say about revenge? About having to dig two graves? They're gonna have to dig a lot more than two. Frank's gonna get all of them. So Frank drives away from the cemetery and from Joey's ghost. Frank misses Joey and Lorraine So he calls up Simone A.K.A. Jennifer the Hooker What are you doing here? I found your scarf Sorry to bother you at your home I was feeling a fair amount of regret As to how our date ended the other day I didn't mean to scare you I should never have thought or said that you and I well anyway I crossed the line I'm sorry that's it it's okay and I have something for you these flowers? yes these and that What? what's that? it's money there's over a hundred thousand dollars you know Simone loves money. Frank, I, I... I can't. Please. I don't need it. I don't have anyone else to give it to. So please, just... Consider it a, a thank you for being kind to stupid old man. I don't know what to say. Frank's hallucinating again and seeing his wife. Neither do I. Take the money, Jennifer, Simone, whatever your name is. 
I love you. Oh, hey, Bubba. Um, this is my friend Frank. Hi. Hi. What's your name? Joey. His name's Joey, just like his son. Of course. Bye, Joey. Bye, Simone. Jennifer. Not a bad deal for Jennifer getting a hundred grand. You know what I mean? He just left her all the money. He's figured out where Max is. He's at the old folks' home, but looks like Jimmy the Dragon has pulled up as well, and there's going to be a scene here. He's got a big box with a ribbon on it. I have a feeling it's the bloody baseball bat. in the last eight years? Much longer than that since I've seen him. Well, I bet he'll be real surprised you're here. Yes, I bet he will. So he's tracked down Max. Hi, Max. Can we come in? It's time to pay the piper. Looking good today. Did you have a restful night? Max is basically an invalid. Oh, you didn't know. About 15 years. I'm sorry you had to find out this way. Max. Frank Carver's here. Frankie. Frankie. You remember him, right? Hey, Uncle. Been a long time. Well, I'll leave you two alone. Meanwhile, Max has no clue at all who's in the room. He's been in a coma for 15 years, for God's sakes. Then Frank leaves the old folks' home. (laughs) Hey, Frankie! Took you long enough to find this place, huh? Are you checking in or what? Baby, I heard they had really nice amenities in there. Water aerobics, bingo night, all the tapioca pudding you can eat. Frankie, you always had a good attitude about the job. If you went to die that day, you were went to die that day. But you know what? You are gonna die today. Frank shot him in the legs. <laughs> uh, Frankie, I guess it's my day, huh? <laughs> be calling you the dragon anymore. Oh, he shot him in the package because he called himself the dragon, not because of his tattoos either, because he had a big old package. And then he blew his head off just for good measure. But now he realizes that the only person that was in cahoots with Max was Q, his boy from the bar, his boy from back in the day, his boy whose daughter's getting married today, and now he's going to go finish him off. Your whole 
He killed Joey. It's unbelievable. He's confronting Q now at the wedding. Did he hurt you? Get out. It's okay. It's all right. His beef is with me. Beef. Beef. You have my son killed. He lies straight to my face about it. If you think I've got beef with you. No, I didn't mean Asia. You think beef is an accurate description of what I've got with your father? Okay, okay. Sorry. I misspoke. Did you really kill Joey? Yes, he did. Now get out. Why, so you can kill him? I said, no! Just go, 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 go. Hey, Frank. 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 That looks serious. You've lost a lot of blood. Why don't we why just... Hey, why don't we just... Why don't we just put the gun down? We can get you to a doctor, right? Hey, Frank. Frank. Put the gun down. Oh, he shot him in the leg. Uh, Max falls in coma. You take over. Keep people thinking it's still him. Yes. Well, how's murdering my son fit into that? You think I wanted to do that? Of course I didn't. I love that kid, and you know I did. But he was a liability. He was a junkie, Frank. He wasn't that good. Oh, come on, don't lie to yourself. He was a big up dope Oh. He came all strung out, demanding cash, drugs, threatening if he didn't get what he wanted, he was going to go to the cops and rat us all out. All of us. For everything! We don't know it's Jones and he's likely to say he anything. that he would. We don't make decisions. We're just gonna do what we're told. So I had no choice. I did what I had to do to take care of the business. There you go. Q had to do it and he had to get rid of Joey. Q's daughter shot Frank in the back. Frank bleeding from his stomach, bleeding from his shoulder, hallucinating, walks through the church. The cops are out front. They've got guns all over Frank. He's doomed. got lit up like a scene from Scarface. He reached for his gun and just got loaded up with about 20 rounds. The last person Frank saw before he died was Joey talking to him on the steps of the church, bleeding out. And I gotta tell you, at the end of the day, I'm gonna give this 
one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. I enjoyed every minute of it. I had absolutely no chance to ever like it because it was so god-awful and piss-poor and the acting was atrocious. And Nicolas Cage, clearly one of the worst movies he ever got paid to do. And the last scene with the fake blood in his mouth made it even worse. Just another crippling experience of watching movies during the Pharrell-demic. I'm just glad you got to enjoy another exciting edition of Pharrell on the Bench podcast. Shake out. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon.